Welcome back, Gaming Sports Podcast. Today is Wednesday, October the 26th, and we're back here for the podcast today. You guys ready? I'm ready. Joe's ready. Let's go. Let's go. You sat. You, had to, you made that really, really, really quick. Usually lasts a little bit longer. No, I want to make it quick and smooth. It gives me a chance to kind of like jump in and say something stupid as per usual. See, that's why I made it quick. <laughs> oh, I see. You didn't want to give me a shot to do anything, huh? No. So you already ruined my outro. I'm not gonna let you ruin my intro. I did not ruin your outro. You ruined every I don't. outro. I do not. As I'm trying to do it, you talk in between me doing it. Just go. No, just I start. Don't. With, just start. Start first topic. Okay. First thing first. Yankees suck. We suck. Oh, this is what we're starting. I'm with. ashamed. This is this is what we're starting with. Yep. Okay. It is one of, like one of the bigger things that we didn't really get a chance to talk about since we they lost the series in a sweep sweeping fashion. I got to see the Astros. Pouring champagne all over themselves, cigars in mouths, and they had brooms in their hands, all in a Yankees Yankees locker room. That's what I had to watch. I had to watch them do that dance with brooms in their hands as they're saying sweep, 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 sweep again. That's where I'm at, and at this point, I am at a I'm at an impasse. Um, because yes, we had a good team last year, this past season. Um, yes, Aaron Judge is was. He's going to win MVP for the year. He played amazing, um, but he's going to want to get signed for a lot of money, $400 million, $40 million a year. And if you sign with that kind of money, they the Yankees are not going to be able to do much more to change up that team, make changes, and add pieces. So with that being the case, if we take the same team and put it out next year, I don't know what is going to change. The same thing's going to happen. And what me and you talked about – We've talked about this a lot. Getting Shohei Otani instead for the same amount of money. I don't think he's. I think he's. I think he's there one more season. Yes, but if we don't sign Judge, I think we'll still have the money going into next year to get to get Otani. So, because then we can get if we don't sign Judge, we can go get some decent relievers. Because that's a lot of what our problem was this year during the series. That we couldn't produce. We went very cold. Yeah, don't have a lot of reliable. Like I'm gonna put the ball in the play, not in the playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. But we do like so we need more guys that are reliable in the playoffs and just reliable overall because we can put the ball in play. Believe me, we are the best team at doing that. Mm-hmm. It's just the idea of every guy on a team that's a long ball threat went ice cold, ice cold, ice cold when we face the Astros. And like that's not something that we can continue to do if we're going to that go that cold. Our pitcher, our pitching, better be the best thing ever. And it's not. And you're right because in Game Three we took out Cole too early just for the relievers to do even worse. Yep. We have to let our ace be our ace and do what he can do. And it was the fact that when Cortez was pitching, we were fine. When Cole was pitching, we were fine. As soon as those guys step off that bump, it goes into and shambles. And untimely mistakes. Like, there's, like, mistakes that were happening, fly balls that are missed, people running into each other, missing fly balls. Like, it was, like, a whole – it is almost like it is almost like the Patriot effect when teams go play the Patriots. When we play the Astros – the worst happens. Like when it, uh, all the bad things you think, hey, these things usually don't happen. It happens when we face the Astros, and it is the most frustrating thing to possibly go on. Because at one point, the Yankees were the best team in baseball this past year, and they ruined it by going on a very long cold streak, not getting the first seed overall, having to play the Indians for too long. Uh, sorry, Guardians for too long, and then we face the Astros and totally plunder. Like, it, like I'm just like, it's just I don't know what to do. And we, they have a very big decision to make when it comes to Judge and when he is going to probably command a lot of money on the market. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I would want to do. If he had managed to 
leave the Yankees to get a big payday. Would I be upset? Yes, but also like I could see a few. They can make there. they can make major changes. Yes, and it's not it's not our offense that needs the changes. It's the defense pitching, which is always in all honesty, it's always kind of always been our biggest problem within the past like five six years. A lot when we lost Tanaka, we lost Sabathia, we lost a lot of pitchers over the last couple of years, and now we're sitting at a point to where we only have three good starters, and then. We're putting relievers in who don't know how to do this. Yeah, like th- what they were talking about one of our relievers. Like, yeah, this is this is only his tenth uh, major league game, and I'm sitting there like, what? W- w- this is its tenth major league game. So we played three games before we got to the playoffs. There was a point two or three years ago we had one of the strongest closing, like all the, like this one of the strongest um, relief pitching in all of baseball. And then since that last couple of years, it has pretty much devolved into nothingness. And it sucks. I'm like, that's the one thing we needed this year. Face the Astros, we needed some stronger relief pitching, and that's not, not what we had. We like It's just it's so frustrating, and I'm stuck between – I feel like as a Yankee fan, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because I want them to be good. I know losing Judge this year does not mean that we would be good next year no matter what decisions that we made. Because honestly, there was a lot of times through the season – that we were playing bad baseball and Judge was carrying us. So you lose a guy like that, if you, he manages to go somewhere else, our team just won't instantly be better. It's not going to happen. And, hey, maybe a dream at Shohei Otani two two years from now, but like that's not going to... like. Yeah, but that's a good dream. That's yeah, a dream that gives feasible. us another starting pitcher. And then, a, like, because two years from now, right, we'll still have the money. The Yankees will always have the yeah, money. Yeah, but if Shohei gets hurt after, between now and then. That's true. Tom, one Tommy John is it. That's like, that's very like, that's, true. It's kind of like it's a risk. But that's every pitcher. That's every pitcher. Yeah. But we need the pitching. If we get we another do. if we get another starting pitcher in Otani and then go get relievers after we don't sign judge this year, it sets us up for the next year. I'm because I think gone is the era era of the Yankees being the Bronx Bombers. We can't do that anymore. It does not work in baseball anymore. It works against everybody but the Astros. It, in all honesty, it really did not. It wasn't working against the Guardians. We we could barely do actually. It was working. Yes, that was barely. the that was our only saving grace is that we were able to get runs on them. And it's not, but like, and the Guardians were playing small ball. We suck at defending against small ball. You know what the Astros do? They play small ball, and then they can still hit home runs. We can't defend against that. We don't have relievers that can do that. We don't. So we have to build. We need key players, and I don't think... I think Judge is a key player, but I think he also will hinder us for the next couple of years. I don't think think he'll hinder, but I just don't think he'll... I just don't think we're going to get a different result. Insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And I feel like that is what our team will be because we have all of our money tied up in Stanton. He was usually great in the playoffs, but like he's a, usually a home runner bust kind of guy. Like when you face off against the Astros, guys like Stanton and Judge aren't getting the getting the job done. No. Along with their pitching not doing great. I mean, like just so if we have all this money tied up, especially if we sign Judge, I'm like, where are we gonna be sitting at? We're gonna be doing the same exact thing. We'll be great in the in the, uh, in the regular season, get to the postseason, and we'll lose to the Astros. In all honesty, I'd rather us start to model ourselves after the Astros. Yeah, but the in Astros the way that they have them. the greatest pitching and relieving core possible. 
you saw you saw the same game I saw. You saw the same. You saw the same eight games against the Mariners and us. Take out the starter. Relieving pitching never drops. Oh, they're pitching. They're pitching strong. Like they have a real, really, the, really. They deep have pitching. probably the best relieving core in all of baseball. They have probably the deepest pitching staff in all of baseball. Because Verlander was out there making us look silly. Yep. You saw the same attacking eleven balls outside the strike zone that we swung at. A tick. He was attacking man. Eleven. It's, it's you could tell when there's a guy like that. Like, like when we have Cole out there, a guy that can attack, and they have multiple guys for the Astros that do that. While for the Yankees, we have Cole does it. Um, why am I forgetting the other guy's name? Our second guy, Nestor. Nestor does it, and then there's one more. Um, but he didn't play it all that well. I couldn't think about that. But we just don't have that many pitchers that can go attack the opposing team when they're when you were pitching to them, rather than sit there and say, "Hey, let's just try to get them to strike out." Otherwise, we just want to pitch outside the strike zone. I'm just, it's it's a frustrating thing, especially us knowing baseball. We're like sitting there like this is this is not going to cut it. Because all they're all they're Astros waiting for is one big mistake by our pitcher to float it in, or not necessarily float it in, but to hang a hang a curveball that's supposed to go, or put it somewhere where they're not supposed to go, and then they smash it. So it's like one of those frustrating things. Um, World Series is going on right now. Well, I think it's supposed to start today with the Astros and the Phillies. Who do you think is winning the World Series? Done talking about how bad the Yankees are. We'll have plenty of time to talk about uh, that. Phillies. I don't care. I don't want the Astros to win. Me either. I'll take the Phillies too. I'd rather die. Bryce Harper would win one. That'd be nice for him. Bryce Harper's been crazy in the playoffs. Recently. Oh, he's been really good. <laughs> uh, Bryce Harper's been really good. Not going to lie. So really, the really Phillies good. in general have just been monsters. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just, they've been untouchable. Uh, yep. and it, real quick, it's going to be a good World Series. Because I said this to a guy at work. I was like, no matter. I said no matter because it was back when we were playing the Guardians. I was like, even if the Guardians or Indians go on, I was like, we're both gonna lose the Astros. I was like, it doesn't matter who's going to play the Astros, we're both gonna lose. Yeah, no, I have. the Guardians don't have the pitching or the really the hitting. Yeah, and the Yankees don't have the pitching and apparently not the hitting either. So, all right, next topic. Okay, um, I want to talk about last week's college football game. Just a couple of them that I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, Ohio State beat Iowa. 54 to 10. Stats kind of looks insane. CJ Stroud struggled in the first half, turned on the second half, played very well. We didn't really run the football that well, but it was I think Iowa was pretty much selling out to stop the running game altogether. Um Ohio State's defense, I have to give a lot of credit to them. Honestly, that's the most reason I'm talking about this. Is because the Ohio State defense has really pulled together this year and has really turned into a force rather than last year. It was a it was a problem that no matter what, you could look at it and say, that's going to be the reason we lose. I think our defense is slowly but surely turning into maybe a reason that we can win a game rather than just being the being the accent to the offense, saying, hey, the Ohio State great, offense is great, but that defense can be just good enough. No, I think our defense, I think by the end of the year, can be a dominant force that can lead to us winning a championship. Iowa's offense is absolutely terrible, though. Like, it is the worst quarterbacks bad they don't have really have anybody when it comes to speed or game breaking ability so i i'm not going to sit here and say iowa's defense is you know how state's defense is great for stopping iowa but is it is a definite plus because last year last year's defense for ohio state would have found a way to let iowa do some more offensively um clemson beat syracuse 27 21 honestly clemson needed a whole lot of help from Syracuse, from uh, the officials against Syracuse, 
in order to win this game. A lot of calls that Clemson got that they shouldn't have gotten. Um, Clemson had to put out, um, they took out DJ to put in their second string guy in Cade Klubnik. Um, he ended up coming into this game pretty much showing that, you know, Clemson needed something different. Cade Klubnik came in, did just enough for them to win this game. I think it was mostly about the Clemson defense, though. I think with all the turnover, I think DJ had like four turnovers in the first half. Well, all that that was happening, I think the Clemson defense only gave up seven points. I think that was probably the biggest difference. Um, along with the officiating help, I just think it was one of those. If Clemson ends up making it to the playoff, Clemson's going to be the next Oklahoma that'll just get blown out by whoever they face in the playoffs. I think that's going to be what it's going to be just because that Clemson offense is, just can't be trusted. No matter what quarterback they have in there, they don't really have the crazy wide receivers they once had. And I just think that defense has shown, like Syracuse is able to run the football on them a little bit in a way that nobody really thought Clemson would ever let happen with their great defensive set, uh, front seven. So with all that being the case, I just think, I hope that by the end of the season when Notre Dame plays Clemson, Notre, Ga- Notre Dame could pull off the upset and knock Clemson out of this whole playoff race because I just feel like whoever they play in the playoff would just be a straight-up roll. And with that being over, um, I want to go ahead and Bama destroyed Mississippi State 30-6. to I kind of called this happening. Saban doesn't lose two games Two games in a row, he like never does that in his career, especially as the Bama coach. Definitely did not happen. Mississippi State just honestly didn't put up much of a fight at all. Um, only scored those six points in the last quarter. Um, Bama did what they had to do. Um, let's see. LSU beat Ole Miss. That Ole Miss was the ranked team in this matchup. LSU just kind of piled on in the second half, really uh, scored a lot of points, came back in this game. I just think Ole Miss – is just really up and down. And I just think LSU is a lot better than what everybody thought at the beginning of the year, where LSU kind of lost a few games, lost some momentum early. I just think we got to give them a little bit more credit as the season goes along because they just turned out to be a really tough out ever, everybody that they've been playing this season. So had to make sure I mentioned that. Um, TCU still undefeated. Um, they played Kansas State last week, 138-28. Um, I don't think TCU is an amazing team. I think they're beating other teams in their conference that are having issues. I think practically the last like four or five teams they've faced, the quarterback of the opposing team has gone out for whatever reason in that game. In the games that TCU has been playing them, I just think TCU's had a lot of good luck. I do think they will end up losing to somebody in the Big 12 at some point um, in their schedule, whether it be to, I think they still have to play Texas. They still have to play Iowa State. They TCU have, stands for Texas Christian University? Yeah. Okay, cool. Heck, they could lose to West Virginia. I think West Virginia has a really good offense that could to contend with TCU as well. Um, so I just think they're going to end up losing the game at some point. But, you know, we'll see see how that goes. Cause I just don't think the Big 12 is going to have a representative for the playoff at all this year. I just think all the teams are kind of meh. I don't think there's one amazing team that would be able to contend in the playoffs. So is what it is on that one. Oregon beat UCLA um, kind of convincingly, 45-30. to 30. I think Oregon jumped off to like a 31-13 to 13 lead in the first half and just never looked back. Oregon, we mocked them in the beginning of the year when they lost 45-3, to 3, I think, to Georgia at the beginning of the season. We mocked Oregon. Said, I, I was definitely the person that said Oregon wasn't as good as what we thought they'd be kind of in a way to say that Georgia wasn't as great as we all thought they were. 
I think multiple th things can be true at the same time, especially after looking at how they've been playing since then. Oregon only has that one loss. They're undefeated in conference play. They've done very well. Oregon is looking like a very talented football team that has a chance to represent the Pac-12 in the playoff if it's if it comes down to it. Um, Oklahoma State beat up on Texas 41-34. to Quinn Ewers had a very bad day. Um, he's been playing great ever since he came back from the injury. This game, not so much. I think he threw like three interceptions, something like that in this game. He just looked lost, and I don't think Oklahoma State has a, like, a necessarily great defense. So, And everybody's like, hey, Quinn Ewers is still technically a rookie, technically a freshman that didn't really do anything at Ohio State. He only played like, two snaps, so this is like his freshman year. I get that, but I'm also, you know, when you're at Texas and you're talking about how back you are and you almost beat Bama, and I just feel like they had a lot of momentum on their side. And with losing three games now, um, I just think a lot of that's kind of gone. I just think they're hoping to have a good rest of the season um that'll kind of give them some momentum going into next year oklahoma state only has one loss another team in the big 12 that could potentially um, make some noise by the end of the season um penn state came back and made some run against minnesota looked pretty good um 45 17 won how they should going into the game next week against ohio state um and that is pretty much it i don't want to talk about next week's games until the next podcast but those games are kind of the ones that i really paid attention to and i kind of want to get into the next thing so you want to talk about the nfl stuff uh the last week games yeah pretty much cool sorry this is like the first thing i've said in a long time since i don't really you got to say something on the college stuff dude something bro i don't like why would i i don't watch college if nothing else but to keep the conversation going because otherwise wait, I'm wait, just i don't watch rambling. college football and my team didn't play I know. Like, there's not much I can say. Uh, I can tell you they, they, they're they bad. I can tell you I really uh, despise Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, but you watch a little bit of college football. You watch a little bit of college football enough for to have a decent conversation. No? Don't feel like it? Okay. Guys, I'll, get, I'll force out of them at some point. I will. You think oh, enough college football to de have a decent conversation? You'd be lying. <laughs> you'd be lying. If nothing else to say, ask questions. I see you sitting over listening to music. You're, you're like do. You're like not paying attention at all. Not really helping me out at all. But you know, I guess we're going to NFL stuff. Ooh, I can talk about these games. Okay, cool. That's because Jay's winning. We're talking about last week's game. So yeah. you want to drive the conversation now? Give me a chance to rest my rest my throat since you sitting there having fun. Don't say rest your throat. It's weird. Okay. I'm getting dry. Like, it's dry. I'm sitting here trying to drink I'm, Gatorade. Uh, what? Your whistle? It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. That's a saying, by All right, the way. Last week, I'll tell you the records. I went 60 and 47. Joe went 56. That's, that's overall this season. And How about 51. you give us last week's record? Yeah, last week, Joe was 7 and 6. I was 8 and 5. Meaning, I'm a now another game ahead. Four games ahead. Stop, stop talking like it's big. That's... A, Pretty big margin. No, it's not. You, you said last week, oh, I'm a nickel and dime you to death. Yeah, that's... Guess what you didn't do? You'd pick Atlanta over Cincinnati? Are you kidding me? Hey. Smoking. All right. Uh, so our overall records are now 60 and 47 and 56 and 51. So the Saints lost to Arizona. Me and Joe didn't know D-Hop was back. 
I would have made a different decision if I knew that. I think oh, we we both would have because that just doesn't make sense. Joe picked Atlanta. Atlanta. I picked Cincinnati. Cincinnati definitely won. Joe Burrow was out there being Joe Shiesty. Yep. Uh, your your secondary is still bad. That's right. I, I can live with that. that. I can live with that. You got you let some kind of big plays happen in the passing game for Atlanta, a team that's really not great at passing the football. Kind of let a lot of that happen. Good portion of it was on Mister uh, Mister Eli, Eli Apple. Apple himself. Yeah. Um. I do see that being an issue long term, but as long as Joe Burrow and that offense is kind of figuring things out, looks like they are over the last two weeks. They've gotten a lot better offensively. Um, looks like they're gotten through that little wall that they kind of hit themselves on at the beginning of the season. But yeah, Joe Burrow found it, found his uh, found his way. He found who he was. He's we'll Joe see Seisty. if that lasts throughout the rest of the season. He's Joe Seisty. It will. <laughs> uh, next, you weren't so confident at the beginning of the season, but all right, because he was he was rusty. But now Joe Seisty, Jay Cheesy, T Higgy. So, so funny how you change your tune so quickly. You, you That's th- rich coming from you. That was. That's rich coming from you. Watch your mouth. That's rich coming from you. Next game was Detroit and Dallas. Dallas won that game. Uh, so we got another double on that. Next game was Tennessee versus Indiana. Hold on, Detroit and Dallas. Dak came back in that game, did not necessarily look all that sharp. Um. No Honestly, one the game was up closer. Huh? No one looks up after an injury. Well, yeah, but it was did not look great, and especially against a, D, a Detroit defense that is really isn't good at all. I think the game was ten to six was the score on that game. If I was right about it, let me check. Pretty sure it was ten to six. Twenty four to six. Sorry, that was the first half score. Um, twenty four to six wasn't all that sharp. Dak will get better throughout the season. But now Zeke has an injury going in the next game, so it's it's kind of funny how you get back one guy, one guy might go might leave the team because of injury. So it's just one of those things to keep an eye on. Go ahead, next game since you don't want to talk while I'm talking about games. Because it's respectful, I'll let you talk. I'd like somebody. Um, next game was Indiana and Tennessee. Uh, Indianapolis. Tennessee won that game. Indiana lost. They benched Matt Ryan. Going into next week, they have their backup, who we don't know the name of. I will get that. No one cares. Nope. It, it matters. It's Indiana. No. Goodness, give me a second. Goodness. Next game was Washington-Green Bay. Washington won that game, surprisingly. Um, no one really surprised them. Surprised. Uh, it kind of surprised me. They're sit- they sat Wentz, which probably made all the difference. And as you saw. His name is Sam Ellinger, the guy that's going to be starting for the Colts. That sounds week. like a backup name. He started. He was at. Te- he played at Texas, but he's got drafted to the Colts and he's been there for a couple of years now. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to help. I think Matt Ryan is playing bad enough to where the owner is like, "Hey, I'm done with Matt Ryan," so he just wants to see something different. Apparently, he has an injury, but I think the Colts are also pretty much saying, "Hey, we're done with Matt Ryan for the year." Matt Ryan has come out and talked about the uh, benching already. Pretty much saying he's going to try to be the best backup as possible. And you know what's funny is that something's going to happen to Sam Ellinger and you're going to be back-to-back Ryan again. I just have a feeling that's how it's going to go. You put put the new guy in, he gets a concussion or something, and then Matt Ryan's rushing back, coming out there, trotting back along. Heck, guess who's back? That's what's going to happen because that's what the Colts, that's how their season is going to go until they pick up a quarterback long-term rather than just keep trying to put Band-Aids on the issue. I think this might be the year if they lose enough games. They, this might be the year they want to draft a quarterback. Which I wouldn't be mad about. CJ Stroud going to the Colts. He's going to the Panthers. Don't say that to me. Stroud to the Panthers. I know. I know what's probably going to happen because like that's what I made made the last episode. I made. I literally made the name 
with CJ going to the to uh, Panthers, but you know I, I can hope. Okay, he gets the throw to all of DJ Moore, and that's it. Don't say that they're going to trade DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah, they have to at this point. <laughs> they're going to trade DJ Moore. That's that. Come all on. All right. Talk about next game was Tampa Bay Carolina. Carolina blew Tampa Bay out. Like yeah, it's funny we were talking about Carolina that way. It's funny how we dominated Tampa Bay. It was awful. Uh, Tom Brady is really not taking the pressure well when it comes to his offensive line. Um, he went 32 of 49 for 290 yards, no touchdowns. That game was a definite struggle to watch. Um, Buccaneers couldn't get anything to, anything going offensively. Tom Brady is still looking like a skeleton of himself. Like He really looks totally different from how he looked last year. Like he has aged five years in like a matter of eight months. And it's just kind of like the weirdest thing to look at. I get it. He's going through stuff at home. I get it. Like all this is happening, but like he even keeps talking about how like being a quarterback and playing football is kind of like his, his time to get away from everything going on in his life. But it just doesn't seem to be working as right now. I saw, I was watching something. And they were like, the hardest thing for an athlete to do is sit down and give up. You like, you have to let go of what you've been doing since you were five years old. And they're like, and everybody wonders why Tom Brady came back is because he sat down at home, looked around, and was like, "There's no football." Yep. And he's like, "It doesn't surprise me." He was like, "Any person who's been doing it for twenty plus years would sit down, and look around, and do the same thing." And I, so I watched some some show or something like that, and they kind of made the, a really good point. Him coming back, coming back was about ego. That was, it was not that he has to come back and prove something. He's done everything you could possibly do as a quarterback in the league. Won Super Bowls, won MVPs. He's done everything possible, right? There's nothing for him to obtain. It is that him coming back was all about his ego. He went and retired for like 30 days. Went there like this ain't enough for me no more. I want to go back and play, and I think that ruined his his home life, which doesn't sound like it was that amazing in the first place. Him and Giselle were having their issues already. I think this was like, kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. And then now that he's back, heck, you know what's funny is that his own team doesn't knows that he didn't even want to be there because he tried to leave. Everybody knows about him trying to go to Miami when he re- technically retired. So all that being the case, it just seemed like his. All of it looked like it was kind of doomed to fail, and especially after how it looks as right now, hindsight being twenty twenty, I'm like, that's kind of what it looks like. And it's just kind of it's just tough how things are going. I think Tom Brady's done after this year. Because let's be honest, he has $30 million a year waiting for him what, like doing football games every week when he's retired. And I think after this year, I don't think – I think it'll finally get through to him that both him physically as well as whatever team – He'd be on with the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Whatever team they can give him or whatever team he can try to trade himself to will not be enough to get him anything – to be of anything of value to his, to his career in the uh, long term. So all that being the case, I, I think just, it's just time for him to stop. I think it's good for everybody just to stop. I just think Tampa Bay's ready to move on. I think he's ready to move on. I just think by the end of the season, both both parties – We'll be more than happy to kind of let things die from here. How is Tampa Bay still the best team in the NFC South? NFC South is that bad? Um, they still need to get Saints. Still need to get James James uh, Winston back. I think that'll help them out a lot. Bre- uh, the Red Rifle really isn't uh, cutting it as the last couple weeks. Um, Panthers is still bad. 
and who was who's the other NFC South team? Atlanta. No, that's NFC. No, that's NFC. Yeah, okay, that's the other one. Ooh, can you name uh, the only two quarterbacks to beat Tom Brady in, in a Super Bowl? <sighs> okay, only two? There's yeah. more than two. No, there's not. Yeah, huh. Yeah. Nick Foles and Eli. Okay, can you name all four teams with a cat as their mascot? Panthers. Um, let me think. Be Panthers. It would be. You said a cat. Mm-hmm. Some sort of cat, not necessarily like a big a, cat. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Detroit. Detroit Lions. Um. Thinking NFC West, no NFC South, no NFC North, Bears, Packers, nope, uh, NFC East, nope, AFC North. Uh, oh, Bengals. That took way too long. <laughs> <laughs> that took way too long. Go ahead. Okay, AFC South. Uh, bah. Titans and oh uh, yes it is Jacksonville there you go <laughs> sorry it took me a little longer yeah, to get there but I got there I got there can you name the only NFL quarterback to win a Super Bowl that's from Georgia from Georgia yeah the University of Georgia I got nothing on that one Matthew Stafford oh yeah after as of this last year yeah yeah that's a tough one. Not, yeah. I probably should have thought about that longer. I probably would have gotten it if I would have gave it some thought. You have any more little? Sure. What What else you got? Was that one? What What you got? Uh, I had one. Um. Ah, oh, man. No, take a fresh out. Okay. Giants, Jags. I finally jumped on the Jag, uh, Giants bandwagon. Took you long enough. I, I was struggling that game. I thought that I wanted to make that game a split. Um, I'm glad I decided against it. Giants had uh, – it was a tie at the end of the fourth quarter. The Giants had to get a pretty much a two-minute drive-in to win the game. The Giants managed to do so. Won the game. very. Uh, and I just think the Giants are playing very good football. They're playing fundamentally sound. I just think – I don't think this is going to last long term. I don't think they're going to be a they'll probably end up being a playoff team, but do I think they're like going to be like one of the best teams in the league? No, not necessarily. I just think Hey Joe, how many are, elite teams in the league Joe, do you think there are? They are one of the best teams in the NFL. Okay, how many elite teams do you think there are? You think Giants are elite? I get it you are what your record says you you are and all that, but like how many elite teams do you think there are in the league? 3 and that would be Bills? The Bills, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Chargers are not elite. I think the Chargers are elite. No, they're not. I think the Chargers are. Not without their offensive line, and ha- they're struggling. Uh, I think the Chargers lost to the Seahawks just it now. It was the Bills, Eagles, and Chiefs. Bills, Eagles, Chiefs. Those are the three teams. Um, I can agree with you there. Um, Those are the three. And I think every team after that is meh. I think once the Niners get very healthy, they can have a conversation about being one of the elite teams. But other than that, I think every other team 
is so-so. So to sit here, so when I look at a game like the Giants and Jaguars, I think the Giants are one of the best of the rest, but I don't think they're good enough to be contenders, but I also don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs. But they can lose to anybody. They can win against anybody. I'm not saying you're going to... That's I'm every not, team. Every team can lose to anybody. That's what I'm... This that, is the NFL. You can lose to anybody at any point. The Bills could lose to the freaking uh, Texans tomorrow. No, I'm not saying... I know, but what you're saying is stupid. Because no, anybody can lose to anybody. The Giants are a legit team because they've earned that record. They've won those games, which makes them elite. It doesn't matter if you don't think they're elite. Their record is the same... So you're my bad. They're an elite team. My bad. Their records is their record is better than the Bills and the Chiefs. They're six and one. Chiefs are five and two. Bills are five and one. They have the second best re- re- record in the NFL, after the Eagles. Bills are five and one. That I did. I that's what I said. I just said the Bills. Are five Do we need and to two. hear it back? No. I just said the Bills are five and two. The Chiefs are five and two. Mm-hmm. So they are the second best team in the NFL. Are the Giants beating any of those three teams you say are elite? Are they beating them? Are they like if you, if everybody, if all all those teams the, brought their A yes, games, they the can beat, beat them. them. Any of them can. Any team can beat any team. Sorry, it's not something that's impossible. We watched Carolina blow Tampa Bay out. Anything can happen. Tampa every Bay's team, not a good team though. Every team can lose. Every team can win. It's not a guarantee. Oh, this team has this player, so that means they're better. I no. am just drawing a every line in the sand. Every team can lose. You beat Tampa Bay. What do you like? Tampa Bay's not a good team. You, my team's not a good team. Every team can beat any team. Everybody's bad on a certain week. That's why That's why the Bills have a loss. Well, the Chiefs have two. Everybody can lose. Everybody can win. I think the Giants are a legit 6-1 and one team. I think they I deserve... I didn't say they're not. I'm just saying they're but not an elite are, team. You are actually undercutting them by no, saying not. they're not elite. What qualifies them to be I'm elite? Say, what qualifies them teams. to be elite? I am saying there are three teams in the NFL that can go out and beat every other team, and I can say it with very, very well good confidence. Other than those three teams, they play against each other. I would favor them against anybody else in the NFL. Those three teams. Other than each other, I'd fa- I would favor the Bills over any other team in the NFL. Easily. Am I wrong about that? Even against the Giants. I would no. favor... I would, so I, no. No. If if the if the Giants were to play the Eagles tomorrow, I'd still I'd still pick the Giants. That is insane on your part, and I and I you I, call I, it insane. You called me insane yes. for continuously picking the Giants for five straight weeks. Guess who's yes. won five straight weeks? Yes, of Giants I, but games. I am. But I've literally just said that the Giants no. have managed nope. to beat, nope. be one of the more consistent teams, mm-hmm. and that's what makes them a lot better than the rest of the teams in the, in, in the NFL. But they are not those three elite teams. They're not. It's just not the, not the case, man. They're playing very good, consistent football, but I I cannot. No, there's no no way you can tell me. I'm picking them again. I'll pick them a thousand times over. You're gonna pick them a thousand times over. A thousand times over. So you can pick them to win every game the rest of the season. You I think they're gonna go. You think they're gonna go sixteen and one? Until there's I, a let's game. Pl- let's I play a record lose. game. Let's play a record game with the Giants now. Yeah. You want to go this route? Let's do it. Yeah. Seahawks. I pick them to win. Lions. Pick them. I Texans. Sorry, Texans. Win, right? Yeah. Lions, win. They win the next three games. Yeah. Looking very good. Cowboys, would you pick them to beat the Cowboys? Yes. No. I yes, would. absolutely I will. I would not pick them to beat the Cowboys. Oh. Especially not with Dak. They, oh, yeah. They no, lost to, they've lost to the Cowboys with the Rush. I am Rush. picking them to beat the Cowboys. Okay. Commanders. Yes. Win. Eagles. Yes. Loss. <laughs> no. Commanders. Yes. Win. Vikings. Yes. 
I would not pick him against the Vikings. I'm picking him against the Vikings. No, the Vikings have one loss right now. All one of these elite teams you talk about only have one loss. Vikings are one of them. Um, you know, are, are the Vikings elite too? What calls? What tells them that they're not? You no, know, but you're but what you're saying, you're saying only having one loss makes you what elite. What tells right? them that they're not? What says they're says they're not? If they're winning, are they not elite? Are the Bills winning? Are they elite? Yes. If you are winning games, you qualify as elite. My team was on a, my team when it was eleven and one at one point two years ago, and you were elite. We were not elite. You were elite. No, we eleven were and by. eleven and oh, you were elite. We were we were skating by. That is not. We were not an elite team. Whatever. Next topic. Next next game. What's the next game? What game we're we talking about? Giants Baltimore versus Cleveland. Baltimore won that game. That was easy. Jets Denver. The Jets won that game again. Another easy game. Vegas Houston. Vegas won that game. Then we have Seattle versus the. Chargers, Seattle continues to win with Geno Smith instead yes, of Wilson. I think partially Chargers offensive line is a very huge problem for them. Um, Herbert not necessarily having all his complement of talent around him does definitely doesn't help. The Chargers lost J.C. Jackson, the cornerback they just traded for from the Patriots. Um, I think they also lost an offensive lineman too. I just For the season, that's guaranteed. I just think the Chargers are being hit with injuries. Herbert's not necessarily good enough to get the power them through all these injuries. But Seahawks, all the credit to them, they just keep winning. Uh, I'm going to have to probably jump on that bandwagon too um, in the next couple weeks. So, Okay, San Fran versus Kansas City. Kansas City won. It was a very easy game. Yeah, I wouldn't say easy. It was a pretty easy game. First half was close. Christian McCaffrey, um, he got some touches for the Niners in this game. I didn't necessarily think they would after they traded for him on like a couple days notice um he managed to get some touches he looked pretty good i think the niners will only get better and better throughout this season the more uh, carries chris mccaffrey's gonna get i think the more healthy the 49ers get they got nick bosa last game i just think by the end of the season i think like i said earlier they would be one of those teams challenging to be an elite team because offensively they're very good as long as they have all their people with their offensive linemen and all that i think defensively they are pretty pretty good when healthy so if they manage to get healthy throughout the rest of the season, I think it'll all be in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands again. If he can play good football and make the throws that are need to be made, they're going to be NFC Championship game just like last year. I just think the Niners have all the ingredients. They have a great running back, great wide receiver, great tight end. They have a quarterback that can make do some things. I just think the Niners have a chance to make that next step to not just be one of the rest to potentially be an elite team. Bears-Patriots, last but not least, Monday Night Football game that happened. A lot of news came out from this game. Um, Mr. Mac Jones managed to get a start in this game after being off the last couple weeks with an injury. Um, Mac Jones magically managed to get the start in this game. A lot of people were like kind of questioning whether it would happen or not. Mac Jones managed to get in. He threw one pick in the first half, and... Kind of, then they switch over to Zappy. Literally right after one pick, that was it. They switched to Zappy, and then that led to a fourteen-point explosion from them in the at the end of the first half. And then in the second half, Zappy kind of started playing terribly against the Bears. I think at that point, when they scored the fourteen points, they managed to go up. I want to say fourteen to ten at the first half, and then the second half, Zappy absolutely did nothing. He threw two picks, lost a fumble, um, played not very good at all. At ha- I forgot to mention this at halftime. He, the Bill Belichick was asked whether 
you'd see Mac Jones again in the second half. Bill Belichick said yes. Never happened. Billy Zappi pretty much stayed in for the rest of the game. Um, even though I think it was kind of reported afterwards that Bill Belichick thought the game just got out of hand, which is why they didn't put Mac Jones back in. And there are some reported issues with Mac Jones pretty much seeing how the team is being ran right now. I think Mac Jones is having a problem with having the offense coordinators that he has. Apparently they don't have a, they have off people sharing jobs. Like the offense coordinator is also the line, uh, the lineman coach, the offensive line coach. I just think Bill Belichick is trying to make a big power play here. And I think even with Mac Jones, like I think Mac Jones is smart enough to know that things aren't being ran how they're supposed to. And I think it's leading to some kind of division in the locker room because I think just saying I'm Bill Belichick, the way this is the way that it works, isn't a good answer anymore. You haven't won for years since Brady left. And I think a lot of players are going to question you. It's not just an automatic, hey, Bill Belichick, best coach of all time. We're not going to question him. I just think we're past that point over the, over the last few years because of how bad they've been. And I think it's just not – they don't have full buy-in from the team. And you can kind of tell that because the Patriots, their defense isn't all that good. They're 25th in rushing defense. I believe they're like like 20th overall in defense. That never is a thing for the Patriots because Bill Belichick is the mastermind. He he can get pretty much nobodies for the, pay, uh, for the defense and kind of throw them in, and they work just fine because of the system that they have. And the Bears were able to run all over them. Uh, Justin Fields managed to find some success, not only rushing the football, but making some throws, some down-the-field throws, and managed to do all that. I just think this is kind of the – Bill Belichick is known his probably best decisions ever made for a quarterback was when he threw Tom Brady in over Drew Bledsoe, a guy that went – like Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and then by the time they tried to put him back in, he decided to stick with Tom Brady and never looked back, and that was a 20-year decision that turned out to be good for everybody, right? Six Super Bowls later. But with him not being so sure now with his quarterback situation, I think it's cast, casting a lot of doubt, not only for the fans, but for the organization. I think it's leading to some doubt for Bill Belichick that he probably hasn't had to deal with in years. So kind of a little bit of division coming out. I think Billy Zappi might end up being the long-term answer for them. Bailey. What did I say, Billy? You've been saying Billy the last couple of minutes. Oh, my bad. Bailey Zappi. My bad. Yeah. Totally uh, my bad. I just think. I don't know. I feel like that team should actually like hunker down and go get stuff next year. Just stick to a team. Stick to a quarterback. Yeah. If you don't think Mac Jones is it, get go to Bailey Zappi. That's but fine. you can't play this. But you can't also throw Zappi in and also have no weapons and have no offensive line and have no defense. You need to spend money, and the Patriots don't like spending money. They've never liked spending money. But now you're at a point to where your quarterback isn't the guy who makes everybody better, and your coach clearly is insane. So you have to sit down and be like, yeah, I got to go get DJ Moore. Yeah, I got to go get um, a running back. You have to like, you have to go do these things now. You guys don't draft well. They do not draft well at all. So you guys need to hunker down, forget your last 20 years, and go be a good NFL franchise. Because at this point, I can look at you and be like, you'll be worse than the Lions in the next f- three years if you don't change. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I can look at them and be like, yeah, you're going to be the worst in the NFL if you don't change here soon. No, I that that definitely is a and like potential for sure. Y'all need to stick to a make make a decision yes. and stick with it. You need to stick with a quarterback. No one ever thought Mac Jones was the guy. If you did, you were just heck. The fans were really quick to latch on to Bailey Zappi, and you had when they brought in Mac Jones, like when 
they brought in Bailey Zappi that game, people were like cheering. It wasn't just like a hey, why is Bailey Zappi going out there? It is people were cheering, and that's who they wanted to play. And I think that kind of indecision with not only with your fans, but also the team, kind of the same thing Mike Tomlin was dealing with. Everybody wanted Kenny Pickett to start. The team wanted Kenny Pickett. The uh, the fans wanted Kenny Pickett. And once you brought him in, it brought a different juice because everybody's on board. No matter what yes. your decision is, if no, everybody's I, on board, I, I it makes agree. it better. So now you what you all right, what they should be doing is sticking with Zappy through thick and thin. Good or he's, bad. He's gonna make his mistakes. Let's you stick he, with he's it. a rookie. You're gonna stick with him. Yeah. Going to the draft in free agency next year. Go draft maybe a wide receiver, maybe a running back. Put pieces around him. Draft an offensive lineman, draft like some defensive talent in the later rounds, and then or if you don't want to draft offensive talent, just go pay somebody. Y'all have cat space for days. Y'all cap space crazy. If it, like I'm be real, if any other team had the cap space the Patriots have, they'd be a contender. Like spending 23 million ain't nothing to most teams. Not there, sure. I, I have one dude on my offense right now who's getting paid that. Most teams have five guys who are getting paid that. Right. You guys don't. That's just how much you spent for your like for the year. You guys need to pay people. Because not everybody's going to stick to stick to, your, to what you said, Belichick. Because, oh, he's Bill Belichick. You have to understand that these guys do not care. These guys, yep. you need you need a good team. That And when you have fan support, it makes the outlook of the team just a little bit better. Right. The Lions are bad, but they have the best fans in the world. Right. I've never, I've met a couple of Lions fans that are a little upset about, about the losing. But they're like, yeah, no, I see hope. I look at the Patriots and I see death and despair and I look the other direction because it's just sad over there. You guys have no hope. And in all honesty, funny enough, Zappy has been your hope the past couple weeks. Even if even though he was bad, I have a friend who's a Patriots fan. He's like, it was cool that he went out and still scored. Like have going up in before the second half, even if he was bad, you could attest like, like uh, yeah, he's still a rookie, he's gonna make mistakes. He can't be amazing all the time. No, yeah, for sure. No, totally agree. But now is the time where you just have to hunker down and eat it. You're gonna have to eat. You're probably not gonna be. You're not gonna be good this year. You're probably not gonna be good next year. But if you stick with your guy, you develop your guy, get other guys, you can build a team. It's not that hard. Believe me, the Bengals did it in the span of two years. We did it in two years. We had some pieces on the team, and then we just yeah, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Random DBs, like that's what we did, and we are we were a, uh, we were in the Super Bowl. Like it's not that hard. I understand I kind of stupid it down, but it's just you know, it's not as hard as everybody makes it seem, and especially when you're the Patriots and you can sit down and be like, yes, we have Bill Belichick. You will be a you will be a star on our team. Like you have, you have selling points. You just have to get it to the right person. Okay, yeah, you're right. No, the Patriots have a lot of work to do. Um, sticking to a quarterback would definitely help them a lot in the situation, whether it's going to be Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. Bailey, I said that right. Um, no matter what it's going to be, stick to a guy so you don't have that division in your locker room. Um, but here, so I think I'm done with that. I don't really like Bill. It's going to be figured out this season. They're not going to be a great football team. They're not probably not going to make the playoffs. I'm not going to sit here and count out the Patriots because actually, you know what? I actually think I can. Dolphins are good in their own division. The Bills are good in their own division. The Jets are good in their own division. They're easily the worst worst team in their division. And I think there's a lot of teams in the AFC that are really good, or at least good enough to make the playoffs. And I just think the Patriots are not definitely not one of them. Um, but did we really even talk about my game? I My Pittsburgh Steelers versus the, the Dolphins last week. I don't think we did. So 
Pittsburgh Steelers lost the game 10 to 16. Very close game. Um, by the first, I think Dolphins managed to get to a 16 point lead rather quickly. Actually, no, 13 point lead rather quickly. And the Steelers kind of caught back up in the first half, managed to be a 10 to 16 lead, 10 to 16 game by the end of the fir- uh, first half. Second half, um, there honestly, nobody else scored the rest of the game. Um, Kenny Pickett played very well, not very well, but played well, made some throws he had to make, made some mistakes. He had two interceptions in this game. Um, but as this game was going along, I kind of told you this already, Jace, but I kind of want to talk about it a little bit more on the podcast, at least. Me as an, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I've been pretty much maintaining this the whole year. Hey, throw Kenny Pickett in, figure out if he's the guy. And then win, lose, or draw, just go ahead and keep keep playing. If we lose, we lose. We have a better draft pick, and we'll be ready to throw throw in more, get more talent on the team for next year. That's what I've maintained because I just know that my team isn't good enough to win on a higher high clip this year. And then in this game, I kind of see how my the offense is looking pretty good. The defense is making plays, not albeit not really getting five interceptions that the Steelers could have easy interception. The Steelers could have had defensively didn't get any of them. They were all dropped. Um, all that being the case, I kind of got brought in. And then by the end of the game, my heart was broken again. So I kind of, I told you about this manifesto. I did as many Steelers manifesto. Uh, you know what all I hear when you talk about, Oh, poor me. Oh, poor, poor. Oh, woe is me. Wah, wah. Shut up, bro. Let me write my manifesto. Shut up. Let me, let me say my manifesto real quick. Okay. God, I don't care. I know you don't, but I'm going to say it anyway. I put this on Twitter. I thought this was kind of like a insight into my brain this season. Madness of a Steelers fan in 2022 manifesto. Honestly, as a Steelers fan, I thought we would lose this game before game time. Game goes on. Pickett is playing well. The offense is moving the ball. And the defense is playing well, albeit not getting five potential interceptions. Which pulls me back into the idea of winning the game and having a surprise season reminiscent of Big Ben's rookie year. Once the reigning defensive MVP is healthy, a la being TJ Watt. Then the le- then the Kenny interception happened. That would be the late uh, Kenny Pickett interception happened, which pretty much lost to the game. And I'm the fantasy is ripped from my mind. And I'm back to where I was before. Let Kenny show if he's the guy or not and just live with the results. Win, lose, or draw. Get a great pick. Try to add a piece to make the team better for next year if Pickett is the long-term answer. Um, until the next game when we're close to winning it again and I abandon my reality once again. So literally every game I go into it being negative. I'm pulled in by the team playing well or showing something cool. And I'm sitting here. I get I get, I get, get pulled into the idea of being a optimistic fan again. And then my heart is broken because my team isn't that good. That's my madness. I want to be just the guy to say, hey, just lose and stick to it and not worry about whether win or lo- wins or losses but guess what I think what I've learned about myself is that I can't I can't be that way so I'm I just I know it's not going to change my outlook when I'm not watching the game but I know when I'm watching the games I will get optimistic I would like to see my team win and all of this is kind of like it sounds insane I know it does I know it sounds insane if I saw this from somebody else I would tell you why you thinking like this. Just stick to stick to an idea. It'll help you not be broken hard by the time the season's over or by every game. By the time every game is over. But I think I just have to admit I'm an insane person. 
I know you that's you you've always maintained this, so this isn't news to you. But it's just a weird it's a weird feeling for me, okay? Goodness gracious. Let me struggle in peace. I let you struggle. Don't do that. Don't look at me that way. Shut no, let me struggle in peace. With which team? Go ahead. Which team? I let you struggle in peace with this with the Bengals. Nope. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Let's not do this. You're a lying piece of garbage, and I hope you know that. I hope you know that when you sleep tonight, I'm going to castrate you because you are a lying piece of garbage. You are lying. When did I let you struggle in peace? When haven't you? When You've never let me struggle in peace. Yeah, huh? No. Yeah, huh? No. You wanted the most- Especially when you when you beat my team, you you rave in those, in those victories. Uh-huh. You've never let me struggle in peace. Uh-huh. Ever. Not as a Michigan State fan, not as a Bengals fan, never. When you lost Super Bowl, did I rub it in your face? You proceeded to say the entire time up towards the game, you looked at me and said no matter who we were playing, you weren't picking us. Yeah, I, I, but I didn't. All right, cool. I'm done. I'm done. All right, what time is it? We've been going for an hour. I'm ending the podcast. I don't think we've been going for an hour. No, 52 minutes. We need to have a little bit longer to go. Cool. Eight minutes. We'll sit here in silence. We're not gonna, I'm not going to sit here in silence. You really don't think I let you suffer in peace? No! I let your Michigan State no! suffer in peace. Oh, yes, you I still didn't score against Alabama yet. You still didn't score against Alabama yet. My last seven years, uh-huh. Joe. Seven years. I've barely ever mentioned that. Over the last two, two, three years. Over the last, no, over the last year when we were good last year is the first time you've ever not mentioned that. I will go, I will call our stepfather right now and he will say the same exact thing. You have never once since I've been a, a Michigan State fan since 2015, let me live down the loss to Alabama. Never once. Whether we're good or bad, if I say anything, that is the first thing you say. It's the first, last year was the first year you, have, you said nothing to me. You have nothing to say because you know it's true. No, I have something to say because no. it's very false. Whatever, that's bullshit. Is what you're saying. Stop cursing, bro. Stop cursing. That is crap. No, that's crap. Look, I'm it's seven straight years of me having to hear that from you. Seven. Okay, you are lying if you're saying you have it. Okay, but you're you're acting like as if I say, I mention it all the time. I don't. When do you know when I mention it? Is because when you when you start getting loud about your team, whatever. Loud, probably good. You want to start talking trash about my team or in reference to my team? You tell me all the time I'm not a good, I'm not as good of a fan as you because you you don't I don't know the struggle. That when you start questioning stuff like that, of course I'm gonna say I'm gonna. You say don't know how, like that because you don't know how to be bad. I that doesn't all mean you're, you're not doing. A good fan. All you're doing is crying about being bad. Welcome to the club of being bad. Welcome to the club being a Lions fan. Welcome to the club of being an Atlanta fan. Welcome to the club of being a Bengals fan, a Browns fan. When you say stuff. You are the, a team who's never bad, and you're about to go below 500 for the first time in like 30 years, and you're crying about it every single podcast. Crying. Every single podcast, you're crying about it. A manifesto, really? I didn't bring up a manifesto when we lost you first round after being 14-2. and two. No. I sucked it up when the next you year. You were podcast then. Doesn't matter. But I sucked it up much of the next year. Or when we lost again and then sucked it up much of the next year. Lost again and sucked it up with the next year. You can't just suck it up. Stop talking about it. Eat your losses and go to the next year. No, I can't. You have to cry about it every single chance you get, whether on Twitter, whether on the podcast, whether uh-huh. just talking to me and you. Yeah. As a fan, just eat it. I'm not going to do You it. know you're bad. 
Just eat yeah, it and keep going. Stop crying about it every chance you get. I'm gonna. Every fan cries about it. I did not cry about it. Yes, you did. Michigan State. Oh, we're bad. It's fine. It is what it is. That's because you lower your own expectations of your own team. Because not because I know, not no, because my expectations because are realistic. No, they're not. My realistic. expectations are realistic. Yeah, I don't but expect you don't this to team. win every year. Yeah, I hold my team to a standard. Of we should, of we should beat this team. If we can't, then we have a problem. We should fix it. I hold them to a realistic standard. Your standard for Ohio State and Pittsburgh half the time are unreasonable and, and ungodly. Be. And they should be. Then that's not reasonable. What do you mean it's not reasonable? You say I hold them to a, a below the standard I should. No, I hold them to a reasonable standard that makes sense. We should beat this team. If we don't, then we have a problem. We should fix it going the next week. If we fix it going the next week, that's a good thing. The loss was worth something. You don't have that. One loss with Ohio State in the rest of the seasons of watch. Yeah, because we're we're championship or bust. That's what our that's what my team is. And your standards it is are unrealistic. It's not real You're unrealistic. going into games like, oh, we should beat this team by seventy. Yeah, because we're that. That's talented. unrealistic. You should just beat the team. Be okay with just a win. I'm I've, okay with a win. I've heard you sit there and like, oh, we should have beat them by more. Right. I see the. You were okay with just a win. We should have beat them by more. Because I want to see my team do the best possible. Yes. And I, and There's the, nothing wrong with that. And it's unrealistic to think you should beat a team by 70. I never said 70. No ever. matter the team. You and our stepfather have sat up there, yeah, we should beat, we should have beat this team by more than that. Yes. I, I noticed the flaws in my own team. If we could have done something better to win the game, then yes, I'm more than happy to mention it. Ohio State's a little bit different than a Pittsburgh, but because NFL is made for parity. College football is not made for parity. It's not. Ohio State is one of the few teams that gets to dominate every year. We dominate when it comes to recruiting. We dominate when it comes to co- having coaching hires. We dominate all of it. I, I I get it. I get in my. I'm living in my own. Um, what is the word? You forever will be the same as an SEC team. Yes. You will never get out of the realm of you. All of you are crybabies. It's and I fully believe that. Every SEC ev- fan, every Michigan fan, every. Ohio State fan, every Notre Dame fan, every everyone, you're be- a crybaby. Because we have expectations for our team, we're crybabies. No, because your expectations are unreasonable. It, no, it's not. They're unreasonable. They're unreasonable. How are they unreasonable? They're unreasonable. They're, they're not unreasonable, they, and they're just not. They're so they're, they're not. They they're, are. Because my team, the way they re- they recruit, Pittsburgh is different. I get it. I am whining a little bit more about Pittsburgh than I ever have. It is because of my first year of me truly know like saying that they're bad. But Ohio let, me, let, me, let me give you some advice. To act like you've been there as a as a fan of a bad team, eat it and shut up. I'm not gonna shut eat up. Eat it and we go. Have a podcast, so I'm That's fine. You, you can so, talk about it, but not every single chance you get. As a fan of a bad team, just eat it and go on. You don't need to write a manifesto. You just need to eat it and keep walking. Just keep walking. You're taking 80 steps back by talking about it every week. You just gotta walk straight. Walk straight. No, that's not. If how you that walk goes. straight and look towards something else that isn't your team's bad. Oh, woe is me. Oh, I have no TJ Watt. Oh, my quarterback situation is bad. Oh, my offensive line. Stop talking about it and go. That's how all walk teams straight. Talk about their, that's how all teams talk about their guys. That is every fan. I, but I, Steelers fan in particular this year have been the worst fans I've ever had to listen to. You, you listen whether to it's me. my no, whether it's my friend, I have friends who are Steelers fans. Whether I'm on Twitter and I have to see Steelers fans complain about it, whether I'm on TikTok and I have to hear Steelers fans complain about it, why is it I only see Steelers fans complaining the most? Everybody's only you. I don't, all, see, I don't see. I don't see Lions fans complain. I see Lions fans. Oh, you know we're scoring a lot of points because our defense is amazing. They broke their fans. We're scoring a lot of points because they broke their fans. That's why. 
They've been bad for so long. They've broken their fans to have lower expectations. So it, we are in the first year. We are in the first year of being truly bad. Going to season. Then, no, like I bad. said, my advice: stop whining about it and just walk no, forward. No, we're gonna whine. Then walk, guess what? Then we have higher expectations, and that's fine. But your expectations for this year cannot be unreasonable, and you need to understand no, but you're going to be bad. I know we're gonna lose. I know we're gonna be bad. Then stop whining about it. If you know the outcome, why are you whining about it? The only reason, the only my whole manifesto thing was talking about my own madness in. Hey, we look good throughout a game, and it makes me want to buy in, even though I know we're still bad. It, that's all I was talking about. I was talking about my own madness. Not, not not talking about what it should be. I know at the end of the day, my team is bad, and we sh- I should be looking for losses right now. It is what I'm looking for. I'm just talking about how I see something good for my team, and I can't help but jump back in and try to be positive again because that's how we look at my teams. That's it. That's it, and that's all. That's all. That's all I was talking about, and that's it. And you sitting here saying, "I have to eat it and just move on." That's not how. That's how any teams are. Because that, if that's the case, what have I been listening for Browns fans for for the last ten years? That you like fans complain about their teams, and here's the thing: if we're not complaining about them, that means we've given up on them. I'm not. I have not given up on my Steelers, even though I know they're going to be bad. I have not given up that on my team. That's not true. You don't have to complain and give up. If you stop complaining, understand your team's just going to be bad for a little while and just keep moving forward, and, and you have to hope for the best. And, and It sucks, but you have to hope for the best. You have to hope they come back next year with a better with a better team and a better way to go. No, you guys keep crying about it. Because just, we still have to watch the games every week. You don't. Just don't. Just no, don't. I'm not going to say you're not watch the games. I'm, that, okay, cool. Then watch the game and no. If you know you're gonna lose, don't cry about it afterwards. It's the first. first oh, year. another loss for Pittsburgh. Blah blah blah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. I understand being upset. Believe me, I do. But at some point, you have to just keep walking. You can't always stop and complain about it. That's what every fan does. No, no fan just does not complain about their team losing. That is what do you like? That is that is a straight up lie. Every fan complains about if their team loses. They want to have higher expectations for their team. Do you know what fans have given up on their teams? Pirates fans. Because their team has not given them any reason to believe in anything. Reds fans. Does not give their, their fans anything to believe in. Pittsburgh still has still has some belief, which is why we still have high, higher expectations. What NFL team do you think this does not have high expectations for their team? Because guess what? Even the Browns, as soon as they got a little bit good, they got excited and they have high expectations. That's it. Like, I don't think there's any team in the NFL, because guess what? Parity is definitely a thing that just accepts being bad and does not complain at all when their team's not playing well. They, there is no team like that. Because there is a way for your team to get out of it quickly. There is a way. Especially in the NFL, because you get high draft picks when you're bad. That's it. All right, bro. Uh, we didn't pick Thursday night game. Uh, Tampa Bay Ravens. Um, that's a weird way to end that conversation, but you know, I don't think I'm ever going to change your mind on this. I don't think you're going to ever change my mind. I'm going Baltimore. Um, let me see something real quick. I have to, what I'm thinking is depending because Baltimore does have a couple injuries. I think they're going to be without Bateman and Andrews is also hurt. I might have to go. They beat the Browns last week, though. I'll go Baltimore. 
All right. I have to go Baltimore. Yeah. Oh. It's got, a safe bet. Yeah. You got anything else? No, I don't think I do. Cool. Uh, can we can we just do this on the podcast? Agree to disagree. I don't think there's any like when it comes to how we how we're fans of our teams. I just think we just have different philosophies when it comes to that. But I just I my main thing is I think you undercut you undercut yourself by just saying I am having realistic expectations. You should dream for the stars, dude, because that's Dreaming how dreaming for the stars is why you crash down back to earth. That's why you don't dream for the stars. That's why last year, during when we were going to the Super Bowl, I didn't expect to win the Super Bowl until we were there. Same as true. Same as Michigan State. I didn't expect to win the national championship. I expect we were winning games, and I was happy with that. Yeah, I'm okay with winning games. I don't need a national championship. I don't need a Super Bowl. I'm okay with just being good. If we get a Super Bowl along the way, it's even better. My expectations are realistic. I don't want to crash down back to earth. I want to be okay with losing, and I'm okay with losing. As long as we improve upon it, it's fine. And that's rich coming for me because I don't like losing. We both know that. Yeah, I just feel like... I just, I just think you should have better expectations and you shouldn't always dream for the stars. Because if you keep going for the stars and you keep crashing, then it breaks a fan. Losing doesn't just break a fan. When it go, do, being that good and not winning breaks them even more. Because now you think you should win. Uh-huh. And as a Yankees fan, me and you both know that. There's many years where we should have won. Yeah. And it's broken a lot of Yankees fans. I had friends who were Yankees fans, and they're no longer Yankees fans. That's not broken me, though. Yet. Yet. Not every fan can stay in the test of time like Jets fans and like Browns fans. Believe me. We have... Our stepfather didn't. Couldn't stay in the test of time. So it goes to a different team. It happens to everybody. I just... You can have your expectations, but mine will never be... Dreaming for the stars. Mine will always be. I'm cool with breaking even. I'm cool with going a little bit above 500. See that that is that's the the point of a team. The point of sports is to win. And not every team can always win. I get that, but also saying I only expect the over a little over 500. That's also BS too. Like that is just that is just setting expectations to the floor for no good reason. That's not the floor, especially for not my two teams. Especially not for my two teams. Not now. Well, the Bengals, you can't say that anymore. I still can't. I no, still you can't. can't. You just made the Super Bowl. You can't say that. Oh, cool. We just made the Super Bowl. We're not going to do that again for like another three years. You literally have said if you don't want to play, if you don't win one playoff game, you're going to fire your coach. Because he's made awful calls. But that's based off of expectations, right? He's if made he, bad calls. That's not based off expectations. Yes, that's based it is. off what I've been seeing, and he's been making terrible calls. Yeah, I, but I, I don't. You're right. I do I agree to disagree. I don't care anymore. All right, guys. Before I have Jace give the outro on this, a little bit of a negative spot, but we'll be we'll back for probably Friday for another podcast. Hopefully, be a lot more positive. First thing I gotta tell you: like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, um, download the podcast, share it with your friends, rate five stars, all of that. If you are listening to the podcast every week, I do appreciate you. Um, if you're sharing with your friends, I appreciate you even more. Um, and go ahead and follow us on Twitter, JB Sports Pod on Twitter. Um, good follow sports talk at all times um, during and during games and not during games throughout the week with news coming out and all that oh with Friday I do want to talk about a little bit of NBA stuff because we've NBA has started got some good things going on especially with our Bulls um, and then what do I have to say oh other, other Twitter so my personal Twitter um, at Javante Boozer and then Jace's Twitter um, at Jace Boozer 1 is his Twitter so 
with that, I pretty much have to say I give I'm gonna hand it off to Jace for the outro. This is the Jamie Smith Podcast. Thank you guys for listening today. You guys have a nice day. Bye.